Welcome to the Christmas edition of the Sweet Sela Moments podcast. We are so glad that right in the middle of decking those halls, you have decided to stop for a while with us. We hope you will feel refreshed and blessed as you listen today. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is brought to you by Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Hey friends, welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Christmas podcast season. This is episode 25, When God Changes Your Plans, Mary's Story. Sharon and I are so excited about these next three episodes. We will be looking at key characters in the Christmas story and talking about how their stories intersect with ours. And we are offering a special Christmas Sela moment section in each episode as a bonus. I'll be sharing an idea for moms with children to help celebrate the reason for the season. And Sharon will be sharing an idea each week on how you and I can meet with God in a special Christmas Sela moment. Whether you are wrapping presents or baking cookies or collapsed by the Christmas tree listening to this podcast, we hope we will contribute to you having a merrier Christmas because you listened. Nicole, this is fun. I love Christmas. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Well, let's get right to it. We are talking today about changed plans. In a moment, we're going to look at the life of Mary, who thought she was just going to marry Joseph and settle down and have kids and a quiet life in Nazareth. As we all know, that didn't happen. (laughs) So Nicole, can you point to a time when God changed your plans? Goodness, I think uh, 2020 has been the year of plan changes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think our big one, one of our big ones, um, also dealt with babies. Um, before we had kiddos, Josh and I had like the five-year plan. <laughs> we were going to wait five years before trying to have kids and get some adult things taken care of first. Um, well, we only made it to three. <laughs> At that time, I was two months away from major jaw surgery. Ooh. I had, I have terrible jaw pain that they think is caused by my jaw alignment being off. So we were going to um, do some surgery and hope that would correct it. Um, I had braces on for a whole year. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> the braces were on to keep my jaw wired shut um, for six weeks after the surgery. Oh um, so this is going to be quite an ordeal. Um, and after a year of braces as an adult, I was ready for the surgery. <laughs> um, but at this point, I was also battling various health issues. And I didn't think we could have kids, um, or at least I thought we'd have trouble. So I hadn't really put a lot of hope or thought into kids yet. Um, just kind of a, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it kind of hope. Um, so it was a huge surprise <laughs> right in the middle of all of that to find out that we were pregnant. Okay, then. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so no jaw surgery, no big home repairs, on to baby books and huge vitamins and trying to wrap my head around impending motherhood. <laughs> wow. I really like to plan and be prepared and research things before we jump in. So this was overwhelming at first. I did not feel ready. Um, but now looking back, I think that, um, Josh and I needed to be thrown into parenthood. Um, I mean, I love children, but with Josh and I both being firstborns, we're both kind of perfectionists. Um, <laughs> we may, we may never have thought that we were ready for kids. Um, you I never think. really are no. <laughs> ready for kids. You just might think you are. But. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah we would have yeah. keep, you know, adding things to the to-do list before. Um, so I'm kind of glad God just put us gave us the baby, threw us into it, and we had to just trust him and go with it. Um, And the jaw surgery thing, I was really frustrated with that um, at the time, but at a consult with the surgeon a few years later, he said he didn't realize how furiously I grind my teeth at night. And he said that I never would have healed properly from the 
the surgery. Wow. It would have kept re-injuring. And he said, I, I'm really glad we didn't do the surgery now. Look at that. So I'm really glad God stepped in and changed yes. up things because that could have been pretty yucky. <laughs> it could have been. It could still be being it, pretty yucky. I could still yucky. be suffering yeah. from it. So. so you never had your jaw surgery. I never had it. But you had a baby. I had a baby. And then three more. And then some more. <laughs> I love it. Well, I think one of the most surprising plan changes for me was actually the founding of Sweet Sela Ministries when I was 59 years old. (laughs) That certainly wasn't in my plans when I had thought of life in my 60s at all. I'd been involved in Moms in Prayer for over 20 years and figured I'd just stay in leadership there for the rest of my life. Mm. But God changed my plans. When Dad Gamble came to live with with us, which was a huge plan change to have him with us and to have to do um, caregiving for him, I picked up a huge amount of work, and after four-plus years of working as um, the national director for Moms in Prayer, I I just couldn't do it anymore. I was Mm. too tired. I had no Sila moments (laughs) in my life. My margin was gone. So I thought I was just going to re- retire and take care of dad, but my friend Lois convinced me otherwise. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> She'd seen my passion for these Sela moments, these mm. quiet moments, which is why I was going to retire, actually. Um, but she thought that God had plans for me to share that message oh, that wow. we need to stop. She even gave me the name. Sweet Sela was Lois's brainchild. Aww. Well, the more she and I talked, the more excited I got about this new idea And out of that excitement, a ministry was formed that now has over 20 people working within it. We have two books and a journal out, along with a podcast, a blog, live talks every Tuesday, (laughs) social media graphics, and a speaking schedule. (laughs) But you know what? Somehow I still have time for Sila. That's awesome. I think part (laughs) of it is that when you call your ministry Sweet Sila Ministries, Mm. you best be doing your Silas. Right. Right? (laughs) So I make sure I take my Sila days every month and my quiet in the morning and my quiet at night. And I have even added quiet in the afternoons. I take an hour in the afternoons too. So I'm all about the Sila. (laughs) And somehow that makes the busyness not feel busy. So God just turned me toward a new path. And though leaving Moms in Prayer was hard, This journey has been a great one. Plus, I still pray in a Moms in Prayer group, but I I probably always will. So Hmm. I didn't leave the heart of that ministry. I love praying for my grandchildren. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, these are fairly major plan changes, but nothing like Jesus' mother Mary faced. (laughs) Mary's change of plans was way bigger than either of ours. Mm. Her yes to the change is one of the most amazing examples of beautiful submission to the will of God ever recorded. Mm. So let's read about Mary right now. It's my favorite part of every podcast. This is our sweet Sela moment. And Nicole, I'm just going to ask you, would you just read about our Mary. Sure. Luke 1, 26 through 38, the birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. 
Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and now is in her sixth month, for the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. I so love her <laughs> response, Nicole. I am the Lord's servant. And then, may everything you have said about me come true. Mm. She just completely submitted, turned over everything to God. She was confused and troubled, of course, by this huge shift in her plans and and sort of the loss of the simple life she thought she was going to have. Yet, mm. her response is absolutely beautiful. Know, what do you think she meant by saying she was the Lord's servant? I think she was saying from the very beginning that I'm willing to do whatever God has for me. And that is such an amazing attitude because that kind of submission is a laying aside of of all one's own plans mm. if God chooses something different for us. Yeah, just setting aside our ideas and plans and just going with his. Yeah, yeah. And That's normalcy amazing. disappeared for her. It's going to look like she had sex out of wedlock. Right. And back in that day, it was horrifying to do that mm. there'd be no traditional wedding with all the happy people mm, that's you know? true so and and she didn't know how joseph was going to respond right and i don't i don't know if she loved him or knew him we don't really get a feel for that because the, in those days the parents kind of made all the arrangements yeah so you wonder how they... um i don't i don't know i i think she probably liked him <laughs> <laughs> she's probably concerned of what he thought anyway yeah, you know <laughs> yeah Huge shift, huge shift. And yeah. she didn't even know about the living in Egypt part yet. Oh, that's right, yeah. Which is probably good. She's probably just wrapping her head around this whole pregnancy thing. Uh, I know. <laughs> she also didn't know about the trip to Bethlehem. You know, right. so many things. She submitted having no idea that mm. so much was going to change in her life. Uh, and yet what she submitted to was cataclysmic as it was. Right. It just Wasn't it pretty dangerous to, didn't, wouldn't they stone women sometimes? Or wouldn't they be yes, killed for being yes, on? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Joseph could have had her um, stoned because oh gosh, she really scary. cheated on him, basically, right. from what people would see and what they would think. And, and, and if you're a pure girl who's mm. kept yourself pure, to have people judging you incorrectly, mm. and how do you explain to them that right. the baby was put here by God. Right. <laughs> you think they're not going to believe me. No, <laughs> no. So they're going to judge you as being um, who you're not. Right. And you might have to just live with that because you can't convince yes. everyone. Forever. That's tough. That's a tough Forever. task. There's a little gossip thing that will follow you all your lives. So wow. the fact that she could just say, you know, I don't completely understand how this is going to happen, but yes. Just yes. Mm. Oh, Nicole. It's just a beautiful, beautiful example for us. It really is. And if she can do that, then <laughs> I need to do a better job of trusting God myself and mm. following his plans for my life. Yeah. Because his plans are good. And what God did through Mary in her bearing the Savior of the world <laughs> was um, phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Because she said yes. So... Hey, well, <laughs> Mary. <laughs> we're going to um, take a pause from Mary's story and come back to it in a little bit and 
talk about how do we celebrate Mm. this Christmas season. It can get so busy and so hurried with getting the right presents and doing all the right things Mm. that sometimes we... um, we let go of the most important thing. This story, this very story we're talking about today, where a young woman says yes to God becoming flesh and dwelling in her body, Hmm. uh, the incarnation of God. So Nicole and I want to offer our listeners today some practical tips on how to incorporate this beautiful Christmas story into your family's life. And we're going to start with Nicole. So, Nicole, why don't you give us a teaching moment for children? Oh, fun. (laughs) Um, So my kiddos are still young. um, So getting them and me to sit still for a few minutes is tough during Christmas time. (laughs) Um, And also, I need simple. Um, If it gets too complicated, I won't do it with them. Mm -hmm. Um, So since we have a few weeks before Christmas, I think the most beautiful and simple way to start preparing our hearts and our kiddos' hearts is to start by reading and memorizing some of the Christmas story. Um, Our dear friends, the Gruens, have the sweetest tradition. Um, They all read Luke 2, 1 through 20, every day with their kids. And after they read the whole passage, they have the kids repeat just one or two verses a day to memorize those. So by Christmas, the kids have all memorized Jesus' birth story. They did a video last year of all the grandkids reciting Luke 2, 1 through 20 from memory. And it just brought tears to my eyes to see all these little ones hiding God's word in their heart. So pretty amazing. (laughs) Um, I was so inspired by this that I wanted to commit to this for my family. And I'm encouraging all you mamas listening to sit for 10 minutes a day and read this with your kiddos and memorize just one or two verses a day with me. Um, If you have very little ones, print out a picture of a manger scene or have them play with modeling clay and make a manger and a baby Jesus to keep them still while you read it to them each day. I'm so excited to do this with all of you. If you decide to do this, let me know so we can keep each other accountable. Because <laughs> I need idea. the reminders. <laughs> um, also, one of our favorite Christmas um, traditions, we got this book about three years ago. It's called The Truth in the Tinsel. And it's a simple little PDF that you print off. Um, and every day they have a portion of the Christmas story. Like we just read about Mary and the angel. And there's a little craft that you can do Aww. along with it. You can make a little Mary and an angel. And you talk about the story. Um, now, there's also a little ornament you can make and put on your Christmas tree. Um, so you can have like 30 ornaments. Now, we've been doing this for five years and we have not finished the book yet <laughs> so we do There's like five honesty. crafts yes <laughs> it's great because we've yeah. used it but mm-hmm. don't get overwhelmed just pick a few and go through and pick three or five or whatever works for your family or one but it's been really fun to go through the story and get to know some of their lesser known characters yes you know, like Zachariah and Anna um, but it's similar to the Jesse tree I've heard. I haven't done that one, but I think you've done the Jesse tree with your kids, We right? did the Jesse tree when Catherine and Mary were small, but oh. we had very little money at the time, so yeah. I did not buy it. I created my own. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I bought this cheap little tree about, I don't know, two foot high, yeah. and then I made ornaments. And Nicole, I am not crafty. I cut <laughs> ovals out of paper oh. and drew stick figures on them. It, they were terrible. Oh, they were really, no. really terrible. <laughs> but I would put down what we called our story blanket every day and they yeah. would sit on the story blanket 
by the little tree, and they would hold the ornament, which was just paper Aww. in the shape of an oval, and I would tell them the story for the day. Oh, I love that. And day. that was fun, and it yeah. was super simple, and it didn't cost money at the time. It just cost a little time. Right. But like Truth in the Tinsel, yes. is that what she said? Yeah. Like Truth in the Tinsel, every day the anticipation built as you saw the story unfold. And the kids remind you, they keep, hey mom, are we doing our craft today in story time? And that's what is really special. It's not about how good it looks. If you have to cut it out yourself, just, you know, find something 10 minutes a day with the kids. Yeah. It's so good for us and for them. And I love that with the craft, you don't do all the crafts. You do what you can (laughs) because otherwise it becomes not a happy thing. Right. It becomes another stress. Right, another day. to-do that you failed because yes. you didn't do yes. all 30 days perfectly. Right. Just right. set yourself up for success and just pick a few. Beautiful. Yep. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll look forward to hearing from re- uh, readers. They don't read, they listen. <laughs> well, yeah, we have a transcript. You can read it. could read. <laughs> um, listeners, too, um, if you tried any of these ideas. Yes, let us so, know. Or what you yay. do with your kiddos. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's my turn. And I'm going to actually share a fairly big idea this week too because Ooh. we're at the beginning of the yes. Christmas season. So the Our most energy <laughs> will get smaller as we get closer to Christmas. But what we're doing at Sweet Sela Ministries this December is challenging all our followers to take a Sweet Sela Day, mm-hmm. a Christmas Sweet Sela Day. And don't let the word day throw you off. It really just means two to eight hours, depending on your lifestyle. And most of you are going, oh, ha ha, eight hours? You're kidding. (laughs) Two would be hard. (laughs) But a block of time that's larger than your normal quiet time, set aside to be with God in a special way and just soak in his presence. We have um, on our website, if you go to sweetsela.org, a section of the website that is called Sweet Sela Days. And you can click on that and we'll have the challenge set out for you. It's a challenge and you get a reward if you do it. Uh, we're going to put your name in a hat and somebody is going to win a Christmas Sela bag. Oh, nice. Which will be fun. It'll have my new book in it. It'll have a beautiful candle in it. It will have all kinds of little goodies, as well as the bag itself, um, <clears throat> that then you can use on subsequent Sela days oh, when you perfect. go out. So <laughs> it's Christmassy, but not so Christmassy you can't use the bag again. So we really worked on that together. So what you'll do is you'll find a way to get away for those two hours. You might trade with a friend and have a friend watch your kids while you watch theirs. Mm. You might get a babysitter for a couple of hours and go to the ocean if you do the ocean or a state park or even a library. Someplace where you can be quiet and then follow the guide that we have on just discovering more about Jesus, discovering more about Christmas. Take some time to reflect And just still your heart and see what he says to you. So that's your challenge. And we hope some of you take us up on that, either for your children or for yourself, so that we keep the heart of Christmas right where it belongs. Mm. And we spend time noticing our wonderful God who became man for us. So Mm, I love that. Okay. Nicole, you've done Sweet Sela Days. Do you have anything to add? About yeah. a sweet seal a day? <laughs> Let's see, I've done three so far in various locations and various times. So my first one was my longest one, and um, my friend Jenny watched my kids for me, and then I watched her kids for her when she went. And I we usually keep hours to about four hours with kids and with school. It's about the time that we can carve out. And I went to a, a lake for the day, Ooh. and it was, um, it was I think it was fall. 
So it was a little chilly, but I bundled up and there was nobody there and it was so nice. Cool. And then the next time I went to a local cafe and I got my, this was before COVID, but I think you can still go in and sit at a restaurant now. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I got some soup and I sat there and I did my little study. And the last one I did at my house because <laughs> oh, my childcare fell through, but I put the kids um, on the trampoline and sat as far away from them as I could outside <laughs> on my hammock. And I put my earphones in and I listened to Christian music and I just sat there and did um, a longer than normal quiet time. So it wasn't completely quiet and completely seal up, but it was a much needed break in oh, that crazy that's week. lovely. <laughs> yeah, I tend to do mine in the winter at home too, just yeah. because it's harder to be outdoors. I usually do take a walk with Bella first, oh, walk is which a is idea. so fun and just admire God's beautiful world mm. and with no agenda other than to sort of applaud God. At, yeah. at the nature and then I come home and I have a fireplace and it's one of my favorite features in my house it's what sold me on it really because I'd always wanted one and I've oh, never yeah. had a fireplace they're so cozy so I light a fire <laughs> and then I you know warm my toes in front of it and I shut the door to my office so that mm. I will not go near that computer yes. I put a chair in front of it so I will not go near <laughs> that computer because I'm always tempted to go to the computer right. <laughs> and then I put on just you know, sort of ambient Christian music mm. and um, I read and study and sometimes I fall asleep and wake up and start again and it's so nice. it's just a sweet quieting day mm. really is I so recommend them we don't spend enough time just being with God no. and the most important commandment is to love him which does involve spending time with him yes that so does help. Yes. <laughs> so hopefully this challenge will encourage um us all of us to spend that little bit of extra time mm. just with him yeah. which is what he wants most Absolutely. so anyways okay then <laughs> there you go there's our challenges well we're going to return now to our wonderful example of mary the mother of jesus <laughs> after mary becomes pregnant by the holy spirit she visits elizabeth Elizabeth, the cousin, <laughs> the angel told her about in Luke one thirty six. She must have been so excited to think her barren cousin was finally mm, pregnant I all bet. those years. Also, she needed to talk to someone, I'm sure, who understood the miracle. Oh. And because the angel told her that Elizabeth's birth was pretty much miraculous too, going to her would be going to someone that got it. So oh. they both heard, these two women knew that Messiah finally coming after all the years of yearning and hoping mm. so wonderful i'm sh- i can't imagine the joy they felt being together oh, yeah so <laughs> nicole will you read luke 1 39 to 45 and then i'll close out the passage with mary's magnificat which mm. means song mary's song it's a triumphant and yet humbled song to the god who changed our mary's plans radically mm. so nicole start us off all right Mary visits Elizabeth, Luke 1, 39-45. A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greetings, Elizabeth's child leapt within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. The Magnificat, Mary's Song of Praise. Mary responded, 
Oh, how my soul praises the Lord, how my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl, and from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One is holy, and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. I love that what so much. Song. Do you have a favorite verse? What do you think? What did you like about that? Oh, I love the first verse is so neat. Oh, how my soul rejoices. Oh, my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in, in God, my Savior. It's like she just like burst out with this song. Yeah. She just couldn't yeah. contain it. I love that. It is wonderful considering that she's in the middle of this incredible crisis in right. her life. <laughs> right. And all she's like, whoa, Elizabeth really is pregnant. Yeah. I'm pregnant. And and she's recognized <laughs> the the Messiah within me. She gets it. Yeah. And God, what are you doing here? Just bursting. I love that word. Yeah. She burst forth in praise. Yeah, so, so beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> And she still calls herself that lowly servant girl. She's like, yeah. who am I that he would do this? I'm, I'm, I just, I live in Nazareth. Right. Nazareth <laughs> didn't even really have a good reputation. You know, know. it's like <laughs> the place you don't want to be from. How am I carrying Messiah? Mm. And she knew that, that the carrying of Messiah would mean that she would actually be known. And she is. Right. She says, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Wow. And I think she's stunned by that. I am an insignificant little girl that thought I was going to spend my whole life in Nazareth raising kids and hoping my carpenter husband made enough money to feed us. Right, right. (laughs) And now I am carrying Messiah. And people, how far away are we from her now? 2,000 years further, Mm. will still know me and call me blessed. Wow. So her humility and her awe and her wonder is just amazing in this this song she gets it she really really gets it that's so so amazing yeah think about it the miss they've been i mean she was a young jewish girl so she was taught to wait for the messiah they knew they were all waiting and to have like this is the moment it's happening and it's happening within me that must just have been so much to wrap her mind around So she's not super worried about what people are saying about her. She's too busy being wow. Yeah, it's true. Which is awesome. (laughs) So obviously she's not an anxiety-prone person like some of us would be, which is perhaps why God chose her, among other reasons. She's somebody that that has given herself so wholeheartedly to him that she's just jazzed about what he's doing. Right. Well, all of her responses are immediately back to God. God, whatever you say, Lord, I praise you. You can just see that she, her heart is is ready to follow God. It's his. Yeah, her heart is his. Yes. And her humility throughout the whole thing is absolutely beautiful. Verse 52, he has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. Hmm. He fills the hungry with good things. She's, she notices that this great big God cares about very little people. Yeah. And 
he still does. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So this song that she sang, we can sing too mm. and praise him for his strong arm and his love for the little ones. Mm. So oh, I love, I love it. <laughs> so, well, let's pray to finish out this episode. I want to pray for our listeners as we go into this busy Christmas season. Mm. And I want to pray for me too. And you. Yes, please. <laughs> Oh, Father God, how we praise and thank you for this precious time of year where we focus in on the amazing event that took place when you chose to incarnate yourself inside human flesh and come as a tiny baby. Father, thank you. Thank you for the humbling of yourself in doing that for us. Thank you for Mary and her incredible testimony to all of us to be your servants, Lord, to trust that when you change our plans, you have a purpose. So Father, help those with little ones to find their way, the way that works for them, to point their little ones to you. Help those of us that are past that and all of us really, Lord, to find sila moments where we just visit with you and and think deeply on the gift you gave when you became human flesh for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, friends, we hope you enjoyed this chat about the unexpected changes God plans for us. How about you? Have you had God change your plans? What have you learned from that? Write us and let us know. You can comment if you go to sweetsela.org slash podcast. We love hearing from you, and we love it when you share our podcast with others. Want to give us a Christmas present? We'd love it if you would write a good review on your favorite podcast app. Or how about donating to Sweet Sela Ministries and helping us defray podcast costs? You can donate securely if you go to sweetsela.org slash donations. Have a very Merry Christmas season, friends, and join us next week for episode 26, Longing for a Child, Elizabeth's Story. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.